the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. And it's been a fairly common occurrence for the 2016 Royals. Casey dropping an utterly frustrating contest as the Royals do knock around Chris Sale for two runs in the second inning. And for him, that's almost like knocking him around, right? The Royals get the 2-1 to lead and you feel pretty good as Casey holds that lead. But then Ensign Volquez collapses in a three-run fifth inning in which five straight hits happened with two outs and nobody on. Casey eventually comes back and ties it on an Alcides Escobar base hit in the bottom of the ninth to give David Robertson a blown save. But then you know the story how it's been this year. A three-spot off of Kelvin Herrera on two good pitches, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, and then a bad pitch to Todd Frazier. Three-run shot, and that spells doom tonight for the 53-59 and 59 Royals. Whoever saw this coming, where the Royals have a legit good chance of not even playing 500 for the season. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Chicago wins this one 7-5. It's Dave O. Glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. We'll look at the next two coming up here in a few minutes, but let's start with this game and our player of the game, which is Chesler Cuthbert. Matt Strom, the runner-up tonight. We'll talk about his work here in a few minutes. But Chesler Cuthbert, three for five tonight with two runs and an RBI. Other notables offensively tonight include Paula Orlando finally moving up to that leadoff spot. I think a, a, a place that many of you, actually, I'll give you the credit on that one. I was calling for Cuthbert to the two-hole for about two and a half weeks before that happened, and it's been... A huge thing since the Royals did that. He's been on fire out of the two-hole. But a number of you tweeted me at Royals Clubhouse. I never I never said this. I never really even thought of this. And you you called for it. You said Paul Orlando should be leading off. So, uh, you know, a pat in the back to many of our Clubhouse conversation followers uh, as far as on social media and listening to the dish here. So nice job there. He does hit leadoff tonight. Ned puts him in that slot. Goes one for five with a run scored for Paulo Orlando. Two for five, a couple RBIs for Haas tonight. And it was a two-out ninth inning base hit, though, by Alcides Escobar to score pinch runner Gerard Dyson that impressed me. What a nice at bat by Eski coming through there with two outs in the ninth off of a tough closer in Robertson. And Dyson was in the game to backtrack, obviously, after Kendrys Morales shoots the single through the left side with two strikes on him, gets on base. Dyson then is able to swipe second base after a very poor at-bat by Salvador Perez. We saw back-to-back-to-back, one-pitch swinging, pop-outs on the infield or the shallow outfield from Perez tonight. The Sox were working him up above the shoulders around the neck and was swinging at those pitches and popping them up. So a nice at-bat, though, uh, you know, by Eski after Dyson swipes second base there to get the tying run in. Raul Mondesi draws his first big league walk in the nine-hole. Continues to look very good. And speaking of Mondesi, how about defensively tonight? That fourth inning play to get Jose Abreu. Hopefully you saw that. If not, make sure you look that one up on the highlights. But it's a a ball hit up the middle. So Mondesi ranging to his right off the bat of Jose Abreu. Mondesi, a little slide backhand, gets the ball, flips it to Escobar, who then guns out Abreu by about a half a step over at first base. Phenomenal play. Eski also had another nice play uh, on the backhand tonight. Just nice defense up the middle from the Royals. But it was pitching tonight that was really the most disappointing thing. You can live on a night when the Royals score four runs when Chris Sale is pitching. And I know it took them, you know, the full nine innings, and they had ten innings overall to get to four, and they ended up with four. But, I mean, give the Royals some credit tonight for getting that far. I mean, 
it's not easy to hit Chris Sale. He's had, for him, a down year. But you were able to get a couple of runs in the second inning. You're running him up after four innings to 82 pitches. He's thrown 18 pitches an inning. And Volquez has a lead at that point. I, I would never say he was cruising tonight because he could never put hitters away. He could not miss bats tonight. But it just felt like the Royals had a good chance at winning this one. And then Volquez just really, really, really struggled in that fifth inning. And, and we've seen this as his MO a good majority of the season when he struggled. It's either the first inning that gets him or it's that fifth or sixth inning where he seems to be seemingly cruising and then all of a sudden a two or three or a four spot gets put on the board. Tonight there's two outs, nobody on in the fifth inning. And then five straight hits by the White Sox. Just a disappointing 2016 for Volquez continues. Gives up four runs, ten hits, in six innings and a walk. So giving up two base runners per inning and only striking out two, obviously, is not going to be a good night, and it was not for Volquez. He now has a 5.03 ERA and has struggled mightily over his last three starts. And the problem tonight was very simple. It was secondary pitch location, especially with two strikes. There were three separate times Volquez had hitters 0-2, only two, on the 0-2 pitch, leave a secondary pitch right out over the middle of the plate. And they were hit hard for hits. Three times 0-2. Secondary pitches were just floating over there in the middle of the plate and were hit hard. Matt Strom had happened to him on the one hit he gave up tonight, too, on an 0-2 pitch. Just not a good season, though, for Volquez overall, right? I mean, he's probably going to get to about the 175, 180 inning mark, which is not horrible. You know, threw over 200 innings last year. You would have hoped for 200 innings out of Volquez, 195 at least this year. But not even so much that. Even if it gets to 180, 185, it's just, you know, the ERA is going to be north of 4-7. It's just, you, you, you got to have better than that for what the Royals need Edson Volquez to be, especially with, you know, the gas can that the number five starter has been this year for the Royals. And until Danny Duffy went in there, the number four spot was rough as well. So the Royals needed more out of Volquez this year. I don't see how they can offer him the qualifying offer. I think he's going to take it at this point. Let's just say he goes into the offseason with 175 innings and a 4.85 ERA. He's probably going to take 16.2 million on a one-year deal because he ain't getting much more than two years and 22 million on the open market. So a good chance Volquez takes that. You can't afford to risk that unless you have an unwritten rule with him where, or an agreement, I should say, where he's going to turn it down. And you get the draft pick. I, I think the Royals just cut ties with him going into the offseason. I, I don't see much realistic way he's going to be back on this team next year. And it's not just the numbers. They aren't as good, obviously, near as good as last year. It's the stuff. You can see a clear difference. Like I said, he's just not missing bats. The swing and miss is down. The strikeout rate is down. The innings are going to be down. The results aren't as good. And he just can't seem to put away hitters this year. He just can't seem to avoid the big inning. And it's frustrating because I love Edinson Volquez. And obviously, he was awesome last year for the Royals. Absolutely awesome, especially in the postseason. So, you know, it's not fun seeing this happen. Good guy, very, very fun guy, very loose, very popular with his teammates. So it's a little bit disappointing, obviously, to see this happen to Edinson Volquez. Now, the fifth inning just bugged me, right? Two outs, nobody on, five straight hits. That's what the Royals used to do to people. That's why it bugged me. Remember when the Royals used to do that? <laughs> they have two outs, nobody on. Like, remember all that way back to last year when that used to happen? I miss those days, man. Matt Strom was excellent tonight. Let's give him some credit. He strikes out five of the seven hitters he faced. Awesome stuff. 
And the velocity is a little bit higher. It's a tick higher, 95, 96. You're seeing him sit mid to upper 90s with this stuff and a devastating slider. You know, that's probably not, the stuff's probably, or the velocity is probably going to come down just a bit when he goes back to the rotation. And he certainly will next year. The Royals need him to be a starter. The Royals need him to be a good number four major league starter. The Royals need him to be, in a couple years, what we thought Edson Volquez would be this year, what Volquez was last year, a 3-4 type guy. Right? That would be awesome if he could do that and definitely exceed everybody's expectations for where he was picked. You know, Even just a year and a half ago, Strom was a virtually unknown guy throughout the Royals system. So good to see him rising up. Another guy, by the way, speaking of rising up, Jake Junis. Look at his numbers. Seven innings, seven Ks last night in his Omaha debut. Had a very nice season with Northwest Arkansas. Gets promoted. Was awesome last night for Omaha. A guy I love down there. A guy we spoke to yesterday here on Clubhouse Conversation, Andrew Edwards. He's a relief pitcher, but check out his numbers now. He's kind of come out of nowhere this year. That's what I keep saying. A number of people keep bad-mouthing the Royals minor league system. And I'll give you the fact that there aren't a ton of super high upside guys down there, right? But there's some good, solid major league players and pitchers down there. There's not the number one or number two starter, unless Zimmer turns it around. Stays healthy. Out, you know, Almonte's got that kind of stuff. The majority of the other pitchers aren't going to be number ones or number twos. They're more number three, four, or relievers. And offensively, there's you know not the guy down there that's going to be a superstar. But there's some good looking hitters down there too. You've got Hunter Dozier crushing the ball this year. Jorge Bonifacio, a huge bounce back year for Omaha. Ryan O'Hearn has calmed down a little bit, but having a great year moving up to Double A. You can go up and down. There's a number of good players down there offensively and pitching wise for the Royals. So I don't buy the whole they don't have much down there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Now, Joaquin Soria, to his credit, comes in with a one, two, three, ninth, eight of nine pitches for strikes, strikes out a hitter. And then Calvin Herrera, the last frustrating thing to detail tonight. Jose Abreu singles. And, and before I even say this, let's, let's, pre, let's, let's preface this here with me saying I hate the uh, the old claim of, oh, I made good pitches. I, I don't know what happened. They just hit him. I made really good pitches. You know, when, when they're being hit, I don't like that excuse. But Calvin Herrera tonight really did make good pitches. I got hit. <laughs> I mean, Jose Abreu singles on a good pitch. Justin Morneau, the ball was uh, going to hit the plate if he doesn't swing at it. He golfs it out for a double. So you have second and third with one out off of, I mean, honestly, good hitting. Bad luck for Herrera. Now, the pitch down the middle to Todd Frazier that he hit the Johnson County was not a good pitch. So that one was bad. But, you know, that's just how the season's gone. You make a couple of good pitches, they get hit, and then you make a bad pitch or something, something bad seems to happen. Three-run shot, that's all that she wrote. The Royals do get a run in that bottom half of the 10th when Lorenzo Kane grounds out, but you know, not enough for the Royals tonight as they lose 7-5. to five. Now, we said coming into this series that the first two games were toss-ups, and I like the Royals in Game 3. So the Royals still in good shape to win this series, and at this point you want to just win series and try to play 500 ball. Get to 500, that's your, that's your goal. I don't think the Royals probably achieve that goal necessarily, but I think that's probably the goal at this point is to get to 500. So let's just focus on winning series. Let's not worry about Cleveland. No one is anymore. I know Cleveland's long gone, and no one's really even talking about the wild card. But let's just focus on winning series, playing 500 ball, getting healthy, and getting some guys, some at-bats, and some and some innings down the stretch here heading into next year because the Royals are still in a very good place going forward into 2017. Now tomorrow, it's Jose Quintana. I always call him the most underrated pitcher in the league. He's 9-8 and eight with a 2 9 3 He'll be opposed by Ian Kennedy, 6-9 of 4.03. Now, Kennedy has a chance to finish out this year strong and end up having a, a pretty nice year overall. 
If you can get Ian Kennedy down in the 375 range, ERA-wise, ERA you'll take that for a guy that's going to give you 180-plus innings. Not quite what you wanted overall, but you'll take it. So hopefully Kennedy, you know, and I and I thought he's had I, I thought he's had some bad luck this year too. Like the one game in Yankee Stadium sticks out, where there was what three or four home runs that were out by like five feet that would be fly balls to the edge of the warning track here. And again, I know, you know, you it's, you can't just say, oh, well, if he was pitching on the moon, it wouldn't have been a you know home run. He wasn't pitching at Kauffman Stadium, so I get that it was a bad pitch and it was a home run, but it, you know. Point being, he's had some semi-bad luck this year, I feel like. I just feel like that's kind of bad luck. And I know you get got to pitch to the environment you're in, so it's kind of an excuse. But hopefully Kennedy can get things going and, and keep them going. Coming off a good start, obviously, his last time out. Kennedy, in fact, his last time, six innings, no runs, nine Ks against Tampa Bay. He'll take on Quintana, who continues to be awesome. He has a 1.69 ERA over his last four starts. KC has hit him pretty well, though. Low Kane, 321 in 53 at-bats. Kendry's 313 in 32 at-bats. Paulo, 375 in 16 at-bats. How about Chesler Cuthbert, 3 for 9 with two home runs? Like that. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Only one White Sox has really done much against Kennedy, and it's Melky Cabrera who owns him. Melky Cabrera, 417 and 12 at bats with two home runs. Morneau also 364 against Kennedy. I like the Royals to get it done tomorrow night. Low scoring game 4 to 2, 4 to 3, Kansas City. 3 to 2, 3 to 1, something like that. If it's Take the under if you're in Vegas. If, it's, if the under is 8.5 or higher, take the under. Now, the final game, I like the Royals big time, although Miguel Gonzalez has been a lot better this year than. People give him credit for it. It's Miguel Gonzalez, two and six, a four oh nine. Danny Duffy, eight and one, a two nine seven. Gonzalez comes off six innings, three runs against Baltimore. Did allow ten hits, so he's had some smoke and mirrors. Doesn't strike out a lot of guys. So XFIP would say that perhaps some regression is coming for him. Does have a three point four one ERA over his last five starts. Does Gonzalez now? Gerard Dyson's got to be in that lineup. He has to be in the lineup on Thursday. He is eight for ten against Gonzalez. So should see Dyson out there in that lineup. Salvi is 6 for 17 with a home run. Kane, 3 for 9 with a home run. Danny Duffy, KC is 13 and 3 in his starts this year. And 8 and 0 the last eight times he has taken the field. Six and two thirds for Duffy with two runs last time out against Toronto. Couple guys have seen them pretty well. Jose Abreu, home run and 24 bats hitting 375. Carlos Sanchez, 5-for-8. Deano Navarro, 3-for-9 with a home run. Like the Royals big time in that finale on Thursday. I believe KC will get 2 out of 3 in this series. So there you go. Make sure you check out the Andrew Edwards interview, like I said, that was done yesterday here on the website, clubhouseconversation.com, at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter. Appreciate a follow there. Appreciate a like on Facebook for Clubhouse Conversation. Subscribe on iTunes. You can have all the episodes of The Dish and interviews just downloaded automatically into your iTunes. How nice would that be? No checking a site incessantly or social media. Just have them downloaded right there. And, of course, you can always bookmark us here at clubhouseconversation.com. We'd love to hear from you, by the way. If you listen to these and enjoy these or think I suck, either way, I would love to hear from you and your thoughts. So don't be anonymous. You know, I know it's a lot of work sometimes. You, you listen casually. It's not the biggest deal to you. But if you could drop me an email or a, a, a Facebook or a tweet, I would love to hear from you. It means a lot. So we'll talk to you again on Clubhouse Conversation as the Royals hopefully get two of the next three. Have a great night.